This episode is brought to you by Citizen M. There's no better feeling than finishing work for the day, sipping an ice-cold soda, and nuzzling down into a Citizen M bed. Recharge your brain and batteries at Citizen M Hotels. They're in the tech cities. Menlo Park, Miami, Austin, New York, San Francisco, where people like you work, sleep, and play. Book now at citizenm.com slash the journal. Adam Newman, the CEO of the startup WeWork, was on a private jet last summer flying with some friends from New York to Israel. And they, they were smoking pot on the jet. And then uh, when it, it landed in Israel, someone had stuffed some of the remnants that weren't smoked in a cereal box. Our colleague Elliot Brown has been reporting on WeWork and its unusual chief executive. After they left the plane, the crew found the cereal box, realized this is bad news because they didn't want to have any involvement with transporting marijuana across borders. The owner of the plane was notified, was not happy about it, pulled the plane, and then Adam had to find his own way home. Just a few weeks ago, WeWork, or the We Company, as it's technically known, was valued at $47 billion. And it was preparing for one of the largest initial public offerings of the year. But then, everything went off the rails. WeWork slashed its expected valuation by as much as two-thirds and delayed its IPO. The episode on the airplane is just one example Elliot found that illustrates some of the reasons why its plans to go public have suddenly come crashing down. Some of the concern, including from some of its own investors, is that Adam flew too close to the sun and it just got too carried up in his own success in the private markets and didn't see how a lot of the things he was doing was going to make the company distasteful for the public markets. Today on the show, new details about Adam Newman's bizarre conduct as CEO of WeWork and what happens to the We Company now. What's happened here with Adam is that the market is saying that this founder control, at least in this instance, was too much for a lot of these investors and led to a lot of things that were, were seen as quite distasteful. Welcome to The Journal, our daily show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. And I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Friday, September 20th. We first looked at WeWork, the company that rents out office space, in an episode a couple of weeks ago. Back then, investor concerns were building about the company's CEO, Adam Newman. A lot of these concerns were first exposed when the We Company filed some early paperwork for its IPO. When they filed to go public, suddenly the whole world could see their numbers. And that, I think, really spawned a lot more interest than I was expecting. At the broadest level, what happened was investors, potential investors, indicated that they were not buying its big $47 billion valuation at all. As time went on, it sort of became clear they were looking at $15 to $20 billion, which is an enormous haircut from 47. The market had two big reactions which were, 
one, this business looks more like a real estate business than a tech company, which was pretty contrary to the way WeWork had been pitching itself for for years and successfully raising money privately. And then two, wow, does this have a lot of potential conflicts of interest baked in and issues that that made people look with a gasp and say, um, we have not seen companies like this go public in a while. The concerns had a lot to do with the way the CEO, Adam Newman, was running the company. Yeah, so Adam is is the central character in WeWork. It is a company very much built in his image. He is this sort of lumberingly tall Israeli, and, and when you sit with him, he can sketch out a vision of the future that, that you sort of feel like you're already living in. And I've talked to multiple investors who have said within minutes of meeting him that they were intrigued and, and interested in investing. He tells people lots of things and in, in often very sort of uh, exuberant ways, and people sometimes don't quite know how seriously to take him. Earlier on in, in WeWork's history, he told someone we spoke with that he wanted to be prime minister of Israel. More recently, he's told someone we spoke with that if he were to run for anything, it would be president of the world. He, he very much is interested in wealth and has told multiple people we've talked with that he wants to be the world's first trillionaire. It was already well known that Newman was a quirky and unorthodox CEO. He had cultivated a corporate culture known for its round-the-clock work ethic and alcohol-fueled parties. Many employees loved this culture, but there were times when it made others feel uncomfortable, especially when it might have seemed inappropriate for the moment. So in 2016, uh, Adam had fired... 7% 7% of the staff. He, he'd done this a, a few weeks earlier, I think at the end of May or early June. And then in mid-June, they had a company all hands, and they had everyone gathered in, in headquarters. And Adam was talking about the layoffs from a, a few weeks prior and was explaining to staff why they had to do it and said it was a really difficult choice. We had to let go of a lot of people, but the company is going to be stronger because of it onward, upward, that type of thing. And then uh, people carrying trays of tequila shots in little plastic glasses came out and started handing them out. And people did toasts and shots. And then one of the performers from the hip-hop group Run DMC came out and played a set. And so people dance. It's tricky, among others, uh, as people, you know, the the people with the the tequila trays circulated through them. And, you know, a lot of people had a lot of fun. Others that I talked to were were still kind of shocked by the the dissonance that happened there where they just a few moments earlier been talking about their colleagues that had to get fired. And now they were partying again. I can't even imagine how awkward that must have been for some of the employees that were there. Did did you talk to them? What did they say? One told me he was just completely weirded out by the whole thing and just sort of felt emotional when he went home. Others clearly enjoyed it. I mean, there's videos online that you can find on Instagram of of people partying and and dancing uh, and, and having a good time. On its own, this type of leadership decision might not have been unpalatable for a public company. But in this case, the leader of the company also had an outsized amount of power. Newman had almost total control over WeWork. He owned a large part of the company, and not only that, 
his ownership shares carried more weight. They had 20 times the voting power of everyone else's, which means that no one can really veto his decisions. And as the company got ready to IPO, there was another detail in a public filing that raised concerns about the extent of his control and the control he'd given to his wife, Rebecca Newman. When they first released the IPO documents, one of the things that caught a lot of people's eye in there was that Rebecca was going to have the ability to be on a committee and in some instances control the committee to select Adam's successor in the event that he dies or becomes incapacitated. And it's another big issue in in corporate governance of what happens in CEO succession. And normally the board of directors gets to choose that. But in in this case, it it was sort of highly influenced by, by Rebecca. Rebecca Newman has been at Adam's side since the very beginning of WeWork. They met before he started WeWork when he was in his 20s in New York, having arrived trying to make it as a businessman. And they say how they clicked very much immediately. And, you know, Rebecca was giving a podcast interview last year where she said within minutes. (laughs) I just knew that he was going to be the man that was going to hopefully help save the world. Within minutes, she knew that he was a man who was going to change the world. <laughs> I can't even imagine, like, how many women say that on first dates. <laughs> yeah. Today, Rebecca Newman acts as WeWork's chief brand officer. A lot of the contributions she's made, particularly recently, are on WeWork's sort of spiritual side. Its corporate mission is to elevate the world's consciousness. Uh, so she's big on pushing things like that. She also heads up a We Company side business. She really pushed Adam, as they've told the staff, for the two of them to start a elementary school called We Grow, which aims to have an entrepreneurial bent for educating children. It's a private mm-hmm. school, and it costs, you know, $38,000 plus. And it's, it's not very big, but they, they had big aims for it when they started a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It hasn't really expanded much yet. And I think that's where she spends a lot of her time now. He tells people that, that you know, he, he gets an enormous amount of counsel from her and, and they'll make decisions together about, about the company. She also has a lot of autonomy within the company. I mean, sometimes she would do things that people thought were quite impulsive and would fire people within minutes of meeting them who were, you know, new employees or, or soon to be hired. Questions about Newman, though, extend beyond he and his wife's influence. Some investors are worried about whether Newman's interests are fully aligned with WeWorks, or whether he's more interested in making money for himself. Some examples of this? Until recently, he was making the company pay him for the trademark of the word we. He was also renting his personal properties to the company. And one move that drew particular attention is that Newman sold hundreds of millions of dollars of his own WeWork stock. That's not something CEOs typically do before they go public. And now, Elliot's reporting shows that when Newman sold some of that stock, he did it at a much higher price than what his employees were allowed to sell their shares for. I think there's a sense, certainly from the outside, that that something like that looks unfair and that you're enriching yourself more so than others are allowed to. Did any of this 
matter to early investors? Why was it that it was just until WeWork was coming to Wall Street? I think what happened is over the years, a lot of this stuff piled up and WeWork kept getting all positive reinforcement where every time they expanded, they raised more money. They raised it as a higher valuation. I think a lot of the early investors, some of the investors I've talked to have told me they didn't like a lot of these things, but they were powerless. And when they'd bring up some of them and say, that's a really bad look, he would sort of brush aside the concerns and and, uh, think that everything was going to be fine. But everything wasn't fine. And now WeWork is scrambling to address those concerns. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Global X ETFs. Buzz around artificial intelligence is seemingly everywhere. Is your portfolio keeping up? Consider the Global X Artificial Intelligence and Technology ETF, ticker AIQ, which invests in dozens of stocks at the leading edge of this disruption. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. Technology companies can be affected by rapid product obsolescence and intense industry competition. Before investing carefully, consider the fund's objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in the full or summary prospectus at GlobalXETFs.com. Read carefully. Distributed by SEI Investments Distribution Company. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. Welcome back. After investors saw WeWork's IPO paperwork and were extremely uneasy about it, WeWork made some changes. Rebecca Newman will no longer help choose her husband's successor, and Adam Newman will not be able to sell more than a certain amount of his stock in the years after the IPO, whenever it happens. Newman has also reduced the power of his shares. Instead of having 20 times more voting power than other shareholders, he now has just 10 times more voting power. But all these changes weren't enough to get WeWork's IPO plans back on track. And this whole situation has raised bigger questions about what is an appropriate amount of power for founders to have over their companies. One of the things that's happened out here in Silicon Valley and Techland is that you have this whole trend of founders doing like Adam has done, where they all get full control of their companies or, or large majority control. And then they're the only ones in the driver's seat and nobody else gets to tell them how to drive. And when you trust the person in charge and you believe that they're going to make fully responsible decisions and not do anything in their own personal interest over the companies, then that's all well and good. But if you can't trust the person to do that, then that's a huge problem because you don't have any recourse. You can't fire them. And that's exactly what's happened with Newman at WeWork. There literally isn't much of a check on him. He, he has full control, so can do as he pleases. And he, he definitely took counsel and listened to people. But generally, he acted in a way that a lot of boards of directors and, and you know, investors would not have allowed. What has Adam Newman said about everything that's happened over the last few weeks? You know, officially, they can't communicate to the public beyond sort of these 
filings with the SEC, but we do understand that he told staff on Tuesday that he was humbled by this uh, and he really is going to have to learn from it. The message was, we mastered the private markets. We're still learning on about how to play the game of the public markets. Either way, WeWork will have to chart a new path. And that path will likely include raising more money, one way or another. They're really burning cash by the billions every year, and they need to raise a lot more money. So if suddenly you go from being a $47 billion company to being a $15 billion company, it gets a lot harder to raise the billions upon billions of dollars you need to keep your company growing. So what's going to happen to the company, though? I mean, if they can't get the money that they need through the IPO. Yeah, they they need money or they need to stop growing because growth is where an enormous amount of their money is going. Mm-hmm. So, and it's very hard to just stop growing when your whole machine as a company is, is, is and, and DNA as a company is built around that. I honestly think that they are very much intending to IPO and still want to give that a try and maybe they'll do better in October or November or they'll need to find some other way to raise more money. Since WeWork's future is so closely tied to Newman, what do you think happens next? I think the ball's in Adam's court. Adam clearly wants to still be controlling the company, and so they've made some changes there that that made his influence a little lower and gave him fewer votes per share. But generally, it's a pretty binary thing. He's either the controlling shareholder or he's not, and he wants to be the controlling one. That's all for today, Friday, September 20th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. We are your hosts. I'm Ryan Knudsen. And I'm Kate Leinbaugh. We're produced by Annie Minoff, Ricky Nevetsky, Sarah Platt, and Willa Rubin. Our senior producer is Pia Gedkari. Annie Rose Strasser is our supervising producer. Griffin Tanner is our engineer. And Gerard Cole is our executive producer. Our theme is by Haley Shaw. Additional music this week comes from Bobby Lord, Haley Shaw, Billy Libby, and Blue Dot Sessions. Special thanks to Zach Schmidt. Additional editing this week by Alex Bloomberg. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday.